life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car to Be. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us, as always. I had a ridiculous conversation today with a dad. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah, I was picking my son up from an after-school activity, and of course, the parking lot is all, because it's Park City, it's all SUVs, many of which are Range Rovers. I was going to say, Range and, Rovers and Cayennes, right? Yes, it's Range Rovers, yeah. Cayennes, the occasional F-150, and then, of course, this guy was in a Subaru Outback, and we got to talking about <laughs> And then there's you. Exactly. In whatever car. I was in the Mini today. Okay, Because, right. of course, wouldn't you know, at Park City <laughs> springtime, uh, I put the summer tires on the Mini about a week ago, <laughs> yeah. and the next day we got a snowstorm. Right. Luckily, the ground was warm enough it didn't matter, but but it was just one of those things where, of course, of course you It's would. almost like we live in the mountains. It is crazy. But I got a conversation with him about uh, what, do I, what do I do for a living. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and suddenly you could see the light dawn as to that's why you drive those ridiculous cars. Because he's seen me pick my son up oh, at this sure. event in either a Mini or a Solar Yellow Lotus. Sure. And everybody else is there like him in the outback or the big SUV. And it was suddenly like he was like, oh, I get it now. Oh, funny. Of course. So I am officially that guy uh, with the crazy crazy car for the family. Uh, well, that, hey, somebody's got to be, right? Ryan, I think we all should be. If you're yeah. listening to this podcast, get a car <laughs> that people go, you drive that for family and it still works. That's the whole car debate we have for, for Matt Love here. It. Yeah, yeah. He wants a sporty family hauler, so we've got Matt's great car debate coming up. Also one from uh, Jorge is coming up as well. So that'll be probably after the break. Plus, as always, we have questions coming at it. Uh, happy Friday for those of you that yeah, are listening. Yeah, no kidding. Agreed. Good weekend coming up. Uh, we actually got, I was also noting, look, this is a ridiculous thing. I'm noting how late it's light now. Mm, and I keep thinking about biking yeah, right, at, no right, at, right at dusk. That's the best. It's the absolute best. I know it's weird that I'm now talking about, uh, I'm opining, if you will, for, for mountain biking uh, and, and how much I <laughs> yeah. like it in the midst of a car podcast. But it is that other thing we do since skiing is over. But let's see if we can find uh, Matt a, a better family car. Yeah, we're jumping right in. Matt writes to us with information about he and his wife. They're starting to think about the parenting thing, which means they're starting to think about a larger vehicle. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, they currently drive hatchbacks. Yes. Of the same make and almost the same year, I've 2013 mm-hmm. and 2012, Mazda mm-hmm. 3 hatchbacks. Yes. They love this blend of practicality, agile mm-hmm. driving fun. They love it. So interesting. We always uh, question the, the the brand driveway, yeah. you know, all brand driveway. But here is the all brand and model driveway. Yes. This is all in the same one. It's so, one of those things where you just This is interesting. Which set of keys did you pick up in the morning and the car changed color? I mean that's really all we're talking about. Maybe I hope, I hope they're different <laughs> colors. <laughs> Theoretically, we'll we'll go on the on the different color thing. And they want that personality out of the thinking that they've got to get into something larger mm-hmm. for a possible family. They don't have any kids yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're pregnant yet, but they're starting to think about that and they're thinking about the car before mm-hmm. they're thinking about you know, everything else that goes along with that. I am gonna remind you, if if you aren't pregnant yet, you have, let's say, ten months. Or, or maybe a year. They do have a while. Uh, until you they actually have, have to while. have said car. Yes. That's not, not necessarily this moment, but I appreciate that you're thinking about it. And, of course, look, you've heard us. Of course, we talk about the Mazda 3. We like the Mazda 3. I understand what you're saying. It is one of those cars that does everything that, that makes sense for normal life and yet is surprisingly fun. Well, one of them's going to have to go, it sounds like. Agreed. One of them is going to go. That's where they're headed, and they're yeah. going to get something bigger. And I do think it's interesting that something bigger for sure, and these kind of leaning SUVs as well. Did you notice that? I noticed. So they're looking at, at the very top, the Macan S, which I applaud your decision yeah. on starting your thinking there. That's always a good place to start. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's pleased that you started with Porsche. <laughs> no one is surprised, by the way. Well, we but have that to back happened. away first, mm-hmm. and we, we have do. to look at the budget, because what he's telling us is the low to mid-40s is what their ideal spend is, mm-hmm. yep. but they're limiting me to fifty grand. Yep. Of course, I pushed on that. Just a tiny bit. Of course you did, yes. But hey, that means, uh, you know, they're possibly going used, probably going used, I oh, would yeah, say. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Certified Paul owned for some of their picks. But they did su- suggest some newer cars in here, mm-hmm. the Jag F-Pace and E-Pace. E-Pace is brand new. I don't know yeah. if there's too many used E-Paces out there quite yet. Well, then you're going to have trouble finding one to begin with at this point. Well, By yes, the time you're yes, shopping exactly. in a year or so, sure. But right now, you're not going to find it. Exactly. They've got the Lexus NX on their list, the Volvo V60, and the XC60 on the mm-hmm. list. Yeah. The new XC60 is quite nice. And then keeping it all in the Mazda family, the CX-5. Which we do like as well. And, and the CX-5, here's the thing. I, I want to go ahead and, and shoot the CX-5 off the list for this reason. We like it. 
but mm-hmm. it is the same yeah. chassis as the three. Well, and if your discussion is we yeah. want to go bigger, I don't think that really does it. It's uh, it's taller. Let's put it that it's way. It's taller, the but we're talking. The point is taller. Yeah, fine. But we're talking about ultimately you're going to have essentially the same legroom to work with and maybe a tiny bit more hatch space because the vehicle got taller. But if, if we're looking at the 3 Series, the Mazda 3, and saying this isn't, isn't enough space, does the same chassis made into a CUV give you more space? I don't know that it does. I was at the dentist today and talking to uh, you know the woman cleaning my mm-hmm. teeth, and yeah, yeah. dental hygienist, and she actually just bought a brand new CX-5. Ooh, I mean, Black. they're great. It's the Grand Touring. She loves it. She traded in an 03 Pathfinder, I think, Nissan oh, wow. Pathfinder. That's a shift. Yeah, no kidding. And she loved it, and so she knows what we do. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, yeah. of course, steered the conversation that way. And it's, it's a it's Tell an her easy about turn. future plans and all this stuff. And she said, well, I'm not sure if you'd like my choice. And I said, are you kidding me? That's one of the cars Todd and I recommend for so her. much Good for on her. the podcast. Yeah. She loves it. She's thrilled. She's getting a tow hitch on it. She carries her <laughs> kayak on it. All this stuff. And so I just said... Well done, well yeah, bought, for sure, for and sure. she was thrilled to get that validation. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was fun. They're very cool. I just, I yeah. genuinely wonder, are they big enough here? I'm kind of wondering that same thing, but I, I think you're wondering about, yeah, just size is very much a, a, a reality in this price mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. but also not wanting to go too big. I, I guess I'm reading between the lines here, Matt, that you're thinking, yeah, something bigger, but still fun. It's for still, sure. Not the giant hulking SUV. Absolutely it's still not. Be interesting Absolutely and fun. Not. I mean, they they want those dynamics that they've gotten from the Mazda three. I but I let I let that larger be my guide, and it takes some things off the list and adds some others. And I, and I personally feel like as much as we like the CX five, it's not the answer here. Plus, it would be Mazda Mazda again. Right, it'd be the all Mark driveway. It'd better than two Mazda threes, to be honest. At least uh, we yes. switched something. And, I, up. and I'm praying they're two different colors. <laughs> I'm just I'm praying that right if now. If they're not, how do you know? You've got the key fob, and I guess you just push the unlock button, and then you'll know which car is oh, which. Oh, standing at the wrong one. Okay, I'll general, go over there. In general, you just how, – how do you know? Move the car. Oh, yeah, I grabbed the wrong keys, and oh, it's the wrong car, and – Oh, yeah. Wait, I'll go you one better. I'll that, go you one be better. That'd be a problem. Now that we have cars that you can walk up to with the key in your pocket and the doors open, yeah. and then you can turn them on with the key still in your pocket, wouldn't it be possible if you had two of the same car to get in the wrong one and get down your own driveway, and then it dies? It could very well do that. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but you'd have to have two of the same color or and car actually, to do that. Actually, that's, that's wrong. What would happen is that, you would that's sit... That's skill right there. You'd sit down in the wrong one, and the one next to you would start. That's what would happen. Well, you no, know, because <laughs> you're pushing the physical button. That wouldn't happen. I don't happen. know. I don't know. You're pushing the actual it's, start I'm just button. thinking of all of the like Monty Python-style <laughs> comedy the, the routines we can, can go create. Yes, it. exactly. Right, right, right. All right, so the used Cayenne and Macan is at the top of my list here, Matt. Okay. I really like your Macan thinking... And I know they're fifty grand. Mm-hmm. I know that Macan S. Start it's breathing just on them, yeah. Fifty grand. Mm-hmm. All right, used. We get that. So I like the idea, but that led me to also liking your V sixty idea, like that Volvo idea. There, that's a surprisingly roomy car. Yeah, that has better back seats room than you even think. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then I went in a direction that I liked at first, but then I tossed out, and that okay. was. At that price point, you can actually take a look at the Range Rover Velar. Okay. But I thought, okay, what is non-SUV-like? Porsche Panameras are fun, mm-hmm. engaging, mm-hmm. lots of space, hatchy. But for both of those cars, the interior is going to be covered in dried whatever and Cheerios. And it's true of all and, of these, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, all right, maybe those are a little too nice on the on the high end sorts of things. So I backed away from those. You have to and- get the seat back covers. I don't think they're out, but you have to get the seat back <laughs> yeah, covers. Do. Don't 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 do what I did, which is get. You got to have seat back covers for the the kicking, and yeah, it's it's going to be bad for sure. So I went in a different direction here, and it's away from the SUV itself. Okay, all right, good. It's a little bit more car like, but to be honest, it's towards the wagon category because. Wagons are awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Europe loves wagons and drives mm-hmm. wagons, and why not a wagon? Okay. But there's a few that I found that I think are going to pique your interest here. 2017 Audi A4 All-Road, hmm. 2.0 turbo with 5,000 miles, only 43 grand. That's good. Good That's starting good. place for wagons. Yeah. Okay. And then I found a 2018 Volvo V90 T5 Cross Country, 13,000 miles for $51,000. 
Wow, that's tempting. This is a compelling car. It's the large one. It's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. S90 only in the wagon form, and it's lifted, mm-hmm. and it's got those arches like the Audi Allroad does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The protected arches a totally. little bit. I mean, we're talking in minor degrees. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll brush off some pebbles and a little splash of water here yeah, and there. Yeah, not serious Moab off-roading, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait, I just had this great image of a Volvo wagon doing the Moab. That would I mean, be if you lift it high enough, I love it could it. be, be awesome. fine. So I, I like both of these cars, but I'm leaning towards this V90. And that T5 Cross Country has a four-cylinder engine, about 250 horsepower. It's turbocharged. But there's also one on here, a 2017 V90 okay. with the T6. And the T6, of course, being one number better than the T5, yes. it's actually, it gives you a turbocharger and a supercharger on the same engine. Because Volvo only makes one engine block across their yes, entire lineup. Yes, they put this engine and everything. Lineup. So that bumps your horsepower to 316 in that yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. 15,000 miles on that car for 51.9. So wow, okay. about the same price range. Those and are good you finds. you could talk them down to 50... 50,500, maybe. Okay, those or are good funds. Offer them like 49,500, they'll bring you right up to 50, right at the top mm-hmm. end of your budget. Interesting cars. <laughs> the the brochure is compelling online. I, I really like reading the brochure all about the, the panoramic sunroof. The interiors are compelling too. Yeah. They really are. But again, if you decide that all that is just too nice, I found you in 1992 Land Rover Defender 110, <laughs> 109,000 miles for 50 grand. If you need to hose out the interior after the road wait, trip wait, wait, with wait, your wait. kids. A Defender 110 for 50 grand? Yeah, Defender 110. It's the four-door. The Somebody one. needs to buy that right now anyway because I can't grand. believe it's that cheap. Yeah. Those are the ones that just hang on to value no yes. matter what. So just think how uncomfortable you'll be, how you know <laughs> tall, and you'll be looking down on every other driver. <laughs> but at least you can hose your car out. And six months from now, you can sell it for at least what you got it for. Absolutely. That's the thing about those but defenders. But everybody will think, yeah. how cool are you, despite you having to find new friends and you know who will maintain it and who will fix it and who will and let's hope work on it and all this that stuff. your future kids are those kids that get that fall asleep because they get a bumpy ride in the car. I mean, a bumpy ride in the car. Yeah. <laughs> you anyway, fall that's, asleep that's because of the bumpy ride. Very Just saying. Okay. I didn't know Defender 110s are now that price. I didn't know any of them were that. Kind of cool. Because I, mean, I feel like they're always great. overpriced. That's it's, interesting. You know, of course, white, but it looked great. And I just thought, that's all right, a find, actually. that's an alt, but I don't think it'll work here. I don't know that it's right, how but, cool would but you the guys fact be? that you found one at all is impressive. Yeah. How, yeah. I'm just looking at that price category and I came across this and thought, wow, very interesting. So okay. keep that in mind, but I am all about that V90 because it is so much larger and it's very Euro to me. It's, it is. It's I mean, it, in, in a great way. It is. No, it, that's a fantastic – Volvo's killing it with their lineup. And I have a couple things I want to talk about in that regard as well. I wonder if now we've gone too big. But, but if we're chasing space, it's very compelling argument. I do agree with Just, you. Just, man, do yeah. they look yeah, good. Yeah. Plenty they of do. space in the they back. Do. They're very cool. And, and the, the cross-country, they're lifted. Again, that's why mm-hmm. I thought, sure. you know what? That could take the place of the SUV. Yeah, well, I don't think an SUV is paramount here, but I definitely think, certainly reading this email, uh, it's clear that, that Matt is saying that it has to be larger. So I'm going to start in, Matt, and say the Macan is out. The Macan is really not any more space than the Mazda 3s you have. I w- I'd liken it to more of a CX-5 in terms of interior space. Agreed, agreed. And I, so, yeah, we like I it, but it's that. not big enough. Yeah. And I will also give you this. The Macans, they can't make them fast enough. They're more popular than the Cayennes now. They can't make them fast enough, and that is keeping the used prices higher. So I'm going to say get a Cayenne. Yeah, Cayenne's on the list for sure. Gen- and, and you mentioned it already, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is genuinely larger than what you have, and you will have more options for less money. I told you our friend here locally in town, Jeffrey, whom we know, and uh, he actually yes. just traded his GTS Macan for a Turbo S, or just a Turbo Macan, I guess. Yeah, because he It'll wasn't fast enough S. yet. But the, but so he went is... in for an oil change, and the dealer worked on him and said, we don't sell cars in April. How would you like a great deal on the new Turbo? And he, he caved. But but that's the thing, is, is, is that Jeff <laughs> is one of these guys. We've talked about it's him awesome. before. He's one of these guys that honestly... It is. There's about a 50-50 shot that when he takes his current Porsche in for service, he will leave with a different car. The service manager knows him. He's like soft target It's like supreme. a 50-50 shot. And he was even telling us when he was telling yeah. us this story, he was even telling us about the fact that apparently he's also realized he has a tone when he calls his wife. And he doesn't know <laughs> yeah, what this right. tone is, but he has a co- tone when he calls his so wife it's... and checks in. And she goes, are you buying a car? He says, hi, honey. <laughs> are you at the dealership? 
what? How did you know? I, that tone I that in he, your voice. I love that he somehow has a, I'm about to buy a car tone. And his <laughs> wife, it's so common, his wife could hear it. So it's 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 not the Macan, it's the Cayenne. And if yeah. the Cayenne is too big, I think you do, and you already brought it up as well, Paul, go drive a Panamera. They're out there for this money. Go drive one. Yeah, Because if you're are. talking about wanting to have driving fun, but still be able to get the kids and everything in the back, the Panamera is is almost in a class by itself there. It's really, really good. You need now, a Panamera cross-country. That'd be kind of interesting. Well, but, but I've even kept him out of SUVs. I mean, yeah. I think the, and, and you brought it up, too. I think the Panamera is compelling here. I do think you're going to have to do some, some nice, actually, covercraft, genuinely, because I did this for my dog and my son. They genuinely have form-fitting seat covers. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to good seat covers, because you're going to want to defend those seats because it's a kid, and this is because what happens. The Cheerios There's everywhere. the stuff that randomly flies in the car, and how did you spill that, and what is this spit up? This is what happens. <laughs> and you scrape that thing with your fingernail, that stain, and it won't come off, and you think, what is this stuff? And then how you, did that and, get there? And then the next thought behind, behind that in your head as a parent is, you know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> Exactly. I don't want to know what that is. Why are there footprints on this? Never mind. Exactly. Fine. So, so you're going to have to want to defend, but but go drive a Panamera because I think you're going to be genuinely impressed with the dynamics. If you want to go SUV, you've got to go Cayenne because the Macan's not big enough. So I'm going to leave Porsche there. I'm going to say you mentioned the Jaguar F Pace. Mm-hmm. Right. I want you to go drive this car. It's compelling. It's good looking. It's the right size for what we're talking about. I think. I sure. think the interior of that is not quite as nice as it should be compared to the competition. I'm with you on that. I like it a lot, but I think the interior is just a stutter step behind some of its competition, and I'm wondering for your money if you might be happy elsewhere. Now, on the flip side, it's an interior that may be a little more kid-friendly. It's that. It's that. Seriously, <laughs> it's the. It, I'm, I'm weighing the scales here. I don't know what the answer is. Wipe but down I'm with a cloth it. versus take your fingernail and dig the dried milk so out of nooks and the, crannies. So these are the things. Um, I, I like your Volvo V60. I think the backseat of that is better than you expect. Do drive the XC60. We drove it at the Motor Press Guild track day. Yeah. It was genuinely really good. Yeah, it's great. It's not Look, it's not a dynamic powerhouse, but it holds its own. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's such a nice place to be that I, I, you're not going to hoon this car. You're not. Okay? No. So, no. so don't have to worry about that. And it's solid. And then a car I think you would surprise yourself. Drive the X1. Okay. All right. Properly spec, the X1 is a car in BMW's lineup that has a surprising enthusiast feel. Think it's big enough versus the I X3? Think I think it's borderline. I, I think you're going to have to look at it and see because I feel like, and I could be wrong because I will admit I have not jumped directly CX5 and X1, but I feel like the X1 is a stutter step bigger than the X5, yeah. and the X3 is maybe a stutter step bigger than the, than the Cayenne almost. I feel like it's, it's, it's bigger than it appears. I think okay. the three. I think the three has grown, kind of like the five and the seven series cars have kind of blended in size. Yeah, I feel like the three well, and the five X's, the X three and X five have kind of blended in size, and the one is down here. They've blended in size, but there's a four in between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing the coupe shape for inexplicable reasons. It's yeah. Welcome to BMW. But I think the X one is one of those. I mean, we have uh, Brad and his wife have got one. It's a cool yeah, little right. truck. Right. And they love driving it. And everybody I know, many of you on the podcast have written in as this being a sleeper enthusiast car. So drive a BMW X1. I think you might be surprised. Mm-hmm. You're going to have yeah. to go sporty setup with it. But I think you'll be impressed with that car. So that's the last one on my list that I think you should look at. Hopefully there's an SUV that you like in your future. Uh, I applaud you. You say in here you do not want a minivan. Of course you don't. So well, I applaud yeah. you here yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for shopping for something that you will enjoy driving and can do the family stuff. There is bigger stuff out there that drives well. Hopefully something in here helps you out. There's something about the X1 or the X3. I'm going to have to go look this up, but something about their steering racks, they still retain a hydraulic rack, I think. Is that the case? The, the one, case? I believe, is the, is the one that It's not the that. three, right? I think it's the X1, but somebody will correct us that's if that's That's kind of why, yeah, they're referring to it as just, wow, this thing's mm-hmm. magic, you know, but... It maintains some... some let, here nor there, I guess. But. Historic BMW feel to it. Mm-hmm. But some of their lineup has left that. <laughs> Not old, historic, not meaning old. No, no, no. It, it's, just it's a, what we feel. It's what we as enthusiasts BMW. think a BMW yeah. should drive like. Yeah. I mean, here's the other side of the equation. BMW wants to make money, and a lot of their cars now are the German Camry. Well, yeah. And that's yeah. that they're, well, you know. Yeesh. I, seriously. Wow, that, that, is, that is harsh. Well, but. The German Camry. But look at it wow. this way, though. What is the Camry supposed to do? It's supposed to be a nice place to be with a lot of tech that you're impressed with what you got for your money, and it drives fine. Yeah. That's a lot of the BMW lineup now. Yeah, I think and BMWs want go, to drive better than fine. They though. want they want to, but ultimately what they want to do is sell cars to everybody. 
And so if you don't do M Sport Pack and you've got people that are cross shopping and go, I can get a BMW instead. Now it's a badge that drives like a Camry. There are definitely those cars in their lineup. So now. if the BMW is the Toyota of Germany and Mercedes AMG is the Chevy of Germany, where does that leave <laughs> Audi at this point? We are just annoying the Germans tonight, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> wow, no kidding. Okay, well, guys, uh, yeah, this is going to be really interesting, Matt. Thank you so much for writing to us. I hope you and your wife get to go drive some stuff and get rid of one of the Mazdas. We do wish one of the Mazdas to go for you because <laughs> two in a row, well, I'm sure it's great. But you they're, know. they're cool. It's just our two One's of the enough. same car rule. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not just, again, two of the same badge. It's the exact same car. Yes. Anyway, we're laughing along with you, so thank you very much. If you have your own debate, write to us at everydaydrivertv at gmail.com, or you can find us on the website there, everydaydriver.com. Send us an email. Love to hear what's on your mind, but send us a little bit of your story and what you're yeah. looking for, where you live, and you know if weather's a thing in your life. Budget's helpful, too. Budget yeah. is very helpful because, uh, yeah, we, we like hearing about that. And then, uh, like I said, anything about the story, what's in your garage, what are you thinking about, what are you shopping for? Because mm-hmm. we all know we're currently looking. We're always looking, right? All right, well, we will take a quick break and come right back. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does that actually mean? You know, the same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees, accessories, everything, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers already know this. So they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features aren't available in all states. In our ongoing quest for a certified Paul-owned car, we have our friends at Brush Hero who you've, you may have even seen it on Shark Tank. Brush Hero is this water-powered cleaning machine. comes with two brushes, the soft brush and the hard brush. I will admit I haven't even tried all of the ways this works. They, they talk about you can use it on barbecue grills. By the way, I will, not, I will say don't use it on a barbecue grill and then use it on your car. Maybe get a different brush head. There is this new two brush heads included starter kit right now that is available, a soft one for sensitive surfaces, and uh, you can even have the, the tough one, which I will probably use on wheels. This is what this is really designed for, so I don't have to get out a wheel towel. You have a wheel towel. I don't have a wheel towel. This is what Brush Hero is for. It's an impressive amount of torque. It's entirely water-driven. There's no engine. There's no motor or electronics or anything. The torque of the water coming through your hose spins the head and provides water to the head. This is Brush Hero. It's trying to make your life easier while cleaning your car. You've got to fight the war on muck with the Brush Hero as the ultimate cleaning and detailing tool. It's a great gift for Father's Day, and there's gift sets for every budget. They've even got extensive line of accessories. And now Everyday Driver listeners are getting a special offer. You can go to BrushHero.com and use the promo code DRIVER to get 10% off any order over $50 plus free shipping. You can also find Brush Hero on Amazon or at select Costco stores, but to get the exclusive offer, go to BrushHero.com, use the promo code DRIVER, get 10% off, and free shipping on your order over 50 bucks. Geico presents Unhelpful Home Improvement How-Tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Jorge is in a suburb of New York City out in Westchester, New York, and he is trying to keep the family happy here. He's trying to keep himself happy. (laughs) This is the balancing act for sure. You know how we were just talking about X3s? Mm -hmm. He ended up with an X3 because he had two kids and a mother-in-law living with him. Yep. So he was looking at that after he had a 2014, I think a 328X drive, so he had an all-wheel drive. And then he was looking at the Mazda 6, so he got a 2014 Mazda 6 manual. Mm-hmm. He added the tires. He said, I've got Pilot Super Sports in the summer Yokohama winter tires, and that's his daily. But I like that it's a Mazda cool. 6. It's a current-gen Mazda 6 
with the manual. That is not a common car. And you're Agreed. driving around in the Manhattan area with your manual Mazda 6. My favorite Very part of this cool. email is the fact that you keep saying this car keeps surprising you. <laughs> he says, I like the stick and the clutch yeah. and the general handling. Yeah. He says it's six, uh, up until about six tenths is what yeah. he says. And then his um, comment is Mazda 6. now, because it was, it was when he had that 2010 328i. Yeah. That was the first car. I was like, oh, driving could be fun. And then they had the X3 because of family. He bought right, the Mazda right. 6 and has been, been pleasantly surprised by it, which we love. He has the two sets of tires. This is where we become a problem. <laughs> because he said that th- these are all little bit- bits of influence that have happened to him while listening to the podcast yeah, with extra it. tires and cars he likes and this kind of th- th- thing. And then he says, and I find myself craving more, and he curses us for it. <laughs> yeah, so, it hey, Jorge, we're glad to be your bad influence in this regard. As a result, you think you want to get rid of that Mazda 6 and find a new dad sedan that is even more fun, and you've gone a step further and gone, you know what? What about rear-wheel drive? Let's enjoy some rear-wheel drive. Yeah, he was thinking about this rear-wheel drive. He, he was initially leery of it, he said, because mm-hmm. of snow mm-hmm. and a coupe because of limited seating. But now, extensive test drives, and we have noted that, Jorge. <laughs> he says, it's got me thinking it's time to reconsider everything. So backing up a little bit, he test drove a 2014 GTI when he bought the Mazda 6. He liked it a lot, but he said it seemed muted and heavy for an enthusiast car. That's interesting to hear your perception on it because I think the steering and shifter, everything's pretty light, especially the clutch on that car. Everything's pretty delicate and light. I I would think the Mazda would drive a little bit heavier unless it's the steering assist that you're feeling. But I would say this, though. If you come into a GTI, and, and, and you know we both like them, but if you come into a GTI thinking of it as the halo hatch, I think you expect it subconsciously, even if you haven't driven one, you expect it to drive like the Fiesta ST. Possibly. Which feels really light and chuckable. It the is. GTI, comparatively to that perception, is a little numb and insulated. Still fun, but it isn't a crazy light, hair on fire hot hatch. And I think because of its reputation, it's very easy. Look, I'm guilty of coming into the GTI and wishing it drove like the Fiesta ST. It does not. It is much more no. the friendly commuter than it is the crazy hair on fire hot hatch. I wouldn't say it's sluggish by any means. Like, no, wow, this no, it's feels not like sluggish it's, in you know heavy syrup. It's not in sluggish in power, and, but you know. it is a step removed as far as inputs are concerned. I absolutely back his play there. I'm I'm skeptical. I have okay. skepticism. Okay, I, I'm not sure the GTI can be labeled as heavy, but I, I like what you're thinking about driving these enthusiast cars for sure. They, for sure. Because he's looking at this A4, he, he drove that, and then he decided on the 328i, mm-hmm. and then he went back to Audi and drove a 2015 A6 when his wife was done with her X3 lease. Yeah. So he said, surprisingly, small back seat for the exterior dimensions in that X3. Interesting. No, in the in the uh, A6. Oh, in the says, A6, yeah. correct. And then lack of steering feel, of course, and heavy feel at safe speeds felt boring. Well, yes, that's an A6. Some people like that to the... You know, the solidity feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They like yeah. that, but I, I can see that. So he gives us a list of cars here that didn't speak to him, which is interesting. There's a lot of cars on here. But I'm glad that you drove all these too, though. Well, yeah, he went shopping. So he even had the 2018 WRX on this list of, wow, not speaking to you. Okay, mm-hmm. 2018 GTI. Mm-hmm. The new A4, as is the BMW 330 Drive. There's the all-wheel drive again, yeah. The 2018 Civic Si on this list, and keep in mind, these are all cars that did not light his fire. Yeah, Chevy SS is on this list too. In automatic, yep. Even though it's yep. an automatic, and the 2018 Jaguar SE, so all brand new cars. Mm-hmm. But he did like the Focus ST, the 2018 Focus ST. Interesting. Yeah, the interior is not amazing. It's good. But this is what makes me start to think that it's that raw feel that he's hoping for because the, if you look at that list and the least refined of that list is the focus ST and it's the car that he felt like he connected with the most mm-hmm. that I found very interesting, which is what leads me back to my GTI comments uh, that, but I love that you've driven all this stuff. What's, what's interesting. A step behind that though, is the car that is exciting you right now is quite interesting. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this was unexpected to read this, to be honest, especially with the email prior. Yeah. Like you said, the, the unrefined stuff from the list is probably the Civic SI and the WRX just behind the Focus ST. Yeah, okay, fair. But fair. he arrives at a 2018 Cadillac ATS 2.0. With the manual, yep. Wow, very unexpected. Yeah, but as we talked about before, that is a car with a surprising rear-wheel drive feel. And I will also yes. say that the ATS, as much as I like the Chevy SS, the ATS does feel smaller. 
It's it's smaller and it's got the lighter front end with mm-hmm. that two liter mm-hmm. engine in the front. So I'm wondering if you're feeling a little bit of uh, yes, you know that, that front that's end being you know giving you some more steering feel there. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair question. And you know the the ATS, I, I don't love that two liter, but I I think the weight is a factor here. I do agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So he's looking at the manual, the upgraded brakes, catback exhaust. He's saying, yeah, the depreciation hit will be pretty hard. But he's looking also to test drive manuals of the 996, 335IS, and the M235i. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I want to stay at least 2 plus 2 because he often has his two girls with him. They are 4 and 9 years old. So yeah, Which is possible for Whatever you get, two. they're going to have a ball with you driving Jorge. Let's That's hope so. Be yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're keeping the X3 for now, and they just want to have two vehicles only. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it sounds like that Mazda is going away, which yep. is fine. The new X3 stays for his wife. And, uh, yeah, he's got to decide on what this could be. He's open to rear-wheel drive, and he's mm-hmm. open to the 2 plus 2 thing. But that Cadillac is such a twist for me. That's, you know, rear-wheel drive, yeah. light front, and, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and four doors. Well, and, of course, you're going to have to custom order that because I'm wondering how many brand-new ATS 2-liter manuals are they even making unless somebody checks those boxes. I can't believe – I bet you there's no dealer in the country that would source that car on their own. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to order that car. You mean have it sitting on their lot? Yeah, and nobody's going to just have one like buyer's that. Buyer's going to walk no, in. Nobody's going to have one like that. But the fact that you can order it is yeah. very interesting. And I love the, the the shift here to that Cadillac. And we've talked about it before. I mean, that is a great chassis. You get the magnetic ride on it. It's it's really awesome. So I can't I can't steer you away from that car. But I wanted to come up with some options too. Problem is, can you get that magnetic ride on the 2.0? With the main, I don't know. I, I, I want to say it's only available when you go up to the 3.6, but then you're in a heavier car and a yeah. whole different dynamic at that point. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm wondering about that. All right. Well, you're going to think I'm crazy, Jorge. Okay. You really are. But I've got a choice that's way out there that I want you to drive, and then the car that's not quite available yet as of this recording. And mm. I'm doing it kind of on spec, but doing it with, with some hope and okay. some thought here. Okay. I like your Cadillac idea, and if that is the car you want, we applaud that. Say, go get yeah, it. Yeah, It's a great car. For sure. It's very cool. But my weird choice for you is a Civic Type R, the brand new Honda Civic Type R. Interesting. This is Interesting. weird. Stay with me. You've driven the SI and didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I, I submit to you the Civic Type R is a different automobile. It's it's worth the test drive for I sure. I think so too. For sure. Don't you think? Yes, and the thing is... Because it's front-wheel drive, the the thing that makes – look, I know this is crazy to say. We had uh, – Ross wrote in a piece for our website about this because he has a current WRX. The thing about the WRX is it's so capable that it can sometimes not be not be exciting enough. Because That's that all-wheel drive, it, you know, yeah. it's just it, – it just does it. It just got it done. Oh, look, it's snowed. It's still fine. It's just it, – the, the thing about the Civic, Civic Type R – is it has that just little bit of danger feel about it. It isn't danger, but it has this little bit of just sense of danger about There's it. There's an edge to it. And and I, yeah. I, I agree with you there. I think you might really like that car. That I, It definitely has more personality than the SI. We forgot to mention a budget here. I think he was saying 35 ish for a used and 45 with a trade-in of the Mazda for a new mm-hmm. car. So keep that in mind. So Which means you've got to get a Type R for actual list price, but you should get a Type R for list price. All the guys that are listing them for fifty-five grand right now that they're claiming is MSRP. Yeah. By the way, that's just lying. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah. That's a flat out. I found them for thirty-five in some of my other searches, and so yeah. you can get, the, out there. get them out there. You got to look. But Type R, and don't think that just because you've driven the new twenty eighteen Civic SI that you've kind of covered that base mm. because you haven't because it's a good call. what this car it's a can good do call. now you're gonna think i'm crazy again because if your wife sees this thing she's going to wonder what happened and what podcast have you been listening to and then <laughs> no, we no, might get an angry letter no more of those guys that's really how that's gonna go yeah huh? <laughs> i'm cutting you off but the car that i think you should really investigate and unfortunately there's not a lot of information about this car yet okay but interestingly just based on everything you describe i think it's in the sweet spot here it is the 2018 Genesis G70. I wondered if you'd go there. It's like the 3 Series, and the base engine, with this turbo four-cylinder, 252-horsepower mm-hmm. base engine, they offer a manual transmission. 
and they start at 32,000. So that I means love this. you've got room to run as, as far as options. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you want rear or all-wheel drive, and it, it's TBD whether rear or all-wheel drive will be offered with the manual. The Sometimes specs aren't fully not. available, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the good thing is you're open to straight all, uh, just rear-wheel drive. Yes. It's good. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the thing I think is interesting is, you know, we, we drove the Stinger. The Stinger is on our uh, on our list of reviews for season three coming up. Yeah. I'm actually yeah, in the process yeah. of cutting that. And we put it up against the BMW, the, the 430, the Grand Coupe. All right. It's up there with the Grand Coupe for a lot of reasons. We get into it in depth. But the thing I think is interesting about that G70, I'm glad you brought it up. I hadn't thought of it, but as you started to go there, I thought, wait, did you go there? Because it's slightly it just, smaller yeah. than the Kia Stinger. Yes. It'll be slightly cheaper and it comes with the manual that the Stinger doesn't have. But it's essentially the same bones. Yeah. All yeah. of that is good news, Jorge. So that that is really interesting. I'm glad you brought it up. It's not quite here yet, but it might be that's the all thing. the boxes. That's really cool. They're claiming summer 2018 is when mm-hmm. it's out. That's what we're reading right now. I love the styling. Of course, I'm really loving the direction of Kia. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Both Kia and Hyundai for their styling efforts. And then just the specs that we kind of know about so far and how they're positioning it. Mm, Just get on the mm. Genesis website. And again, they're carving this brand away from Hyundai. Mm-hmm. It is its yeah. own brand. For and sure. it, the interior sure. and, and amenities will be different and upgraded and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. it might just compete against that Cadillac ATS for you. You might have to wait a little bit, but it sounds like you're in a That's position cool. to be able to do so. But Genesis G70. I like that. I like that. All right. All right. So there's some good stuff there. I've got a few others for you. You you did mention in here, uh, as you're just going along, you said, you know, wait a minute, you're looking to test drive manuals. What about a 996? Uh, That was on your maybe I should drive that list. I like it, but I'm going to say to you, I'm going to go ahead and go there. The 996 is great, and you can get great deals, and they're good Porsches. Mm -hmm. However, if you can go 997, do that. If you can go the next generation, just go 997. Yeah, agreed. It's a little bit better. That six-speed manual is awesome. Will that be too small for you and your kids? It might be. Now, if you watch our 50 Years of 9-11 film, the woman that was driving a 997 in that, she is a single mom, and that's what she drives. That's it. That's all she drove. And she had runs for Pete Moss. Kids. Seriously. Kids to school. And at that point, she had a daughter that was a, a young teenager and a son that was like 10. Yeah. And this was the family car. So it's doable. The it's truckster. absolutely doable. Seriously. <laughs> and she did talk about yeah filling up the, the frunk with, with uh, stuff for the yard. Tools, you know, it was crazy. Soil, it was amazing it. how she used this thing. So it's possible, and I just the nine nine seven is just slightly better than the nine nine six. So that's why I think you should yeah. do that if you're going to go that route. But I let me go kind of to more normal cars now. I love your ATS idea. I like your Mazda that you have. By the way, that's a cool car. I mean, if you didn't have that, that'd probably be a car we'd suggest. Well, but, but you have it. Yes, and and the thing about your G seventy brought up is I feel like the G seventy is like what Mazda did with the Mazda 6, but going rear-wheel drive. It's the same kind of idea. Okay, fair enough. So I think that's really cool. Uh, the ATS, as again, I back that play. You mentioned M235i, mm-hmm. which I like, but I'm going to say to you, don't shy away from the four-cylinder. Oh. Go drive the, the 228 or now the 230. Go drive that. Yeah. Because the, the trend here seems to be that the cars with light front ends speak to you. Sure. So I wonder sure. you can get maybe more amenities for your money if you go with the four-cylinder. I like how you're backing off the, the bigger engine in an effort to get him the lighter front-end feel. I think that might be the place to be That's on cool. that two-series. like that. Then while you're there, you mentioned it in passing, and I love that you did. You need to drive the last-generation body style, so it's the E92 335IS. Right. Because you, you mentioned it in passing. There's there's a good amount of power there. It's a good-sized car. You can get them for a deal. They're good-looking. 335 IS as well. So I'm actually taking the M235 and going, maybe, and, and actually pushing you toward the other two instead if you go BMW. Now, your wife has a BMW in the garage. But I, at the same time, drive those anyway. <laughs> so th- those are the other things. We're, and we're then, doing it. Uh, we are. We Matt are. Matt had the, all the Mazda garage, and then and then I and then I have to say one other one this. that is the only one. <laughs> I, I like your the G seventy a lot, Paul. That's really resonating with me. But another one, I think you simply have to drive. And you're going to think I don't want it. The minute I say it, you're going to think I don't want that. And it's an automatic, and I really don't want it. Please go drive it. Go drive the Alpha Julia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not only a very cool looking dad car. 
the handling is going to really surprise you. Because you like that ATS, you need to do yourself a favor and drive the Alpha. I feel like they are kindred spirits in the way that they drive. Mm. And since you like that ATS, I'm, serious, I'm going, how much Alpha Julia can you get in rear-wheel drive? I bet you you'll be very impressed with that car. Good amount of space. And that's one of those sedans that drives smaller when you drive it harder. Mm, yeah, exactly. So go drive the Julia. I know you think I'm nuts, but but do yourself a favor and drive that car. Hopefully something there we find you the cool dad car. I like that you like that Julia so much, and it keeps coming up in it's, recommendations. It, here's the it's thing. It's so surprising is what it is. Yes, and here's the thing. There are a lot of sedans out there that if you get the super crazy hot one, it's awesome. But you get the lower ones, and you're like, this is fine. And that Alpha in the lower versions still drives really well. You, yes, you lost amenities. Yes, you lost power. Sure. But it still corners every bit as well, and the chassis still feels really good to drive. And that's the reason I like it, because it's just it drives well across the board. You know what Jorge's debate here is proving to me is that despite the direction of, say, Ford going all CVs and SUVs and just the you know general trend of mm-hmm. the market, what he's describing is not a CUV, is not an SUV. It's yeah. this, you know, with his Cadillac suggestion, that thinking and that lighter feel mm-hmm. that, you know, but still kind of a four-door sedan or just a coupe, that proves to me there's still going to be that mo- market for a well, long time. And that model available for many manufacturers will sell. And the number of people that are asking us last week uh, or last podcast asking us about the uh, the Ford situation are still asking us about that. And it's still coming up, and we're talking about it now. Yeah. Clearly, all the people that want cars are listening to this podcast. Uh, Ford isn't, but everybody else sure. apparently is, yeah. Okay, jump into social media questions, guys. Thank you so much for writing such amazing questions. There's a couple from the last podcast that came through late after we recorded okay, that I good. wanted to get Excellent. to. Please. One's from our friend Derek M. He went with us on our our first pilgrimage trip, as first a matter of fact. First one we took people, yeah, it was great. And he is so funny. Derek, you're hilarious. He said, is there a treatment for this disease? He's owned six cars since his kids were born and just bought Lucky Number 7 tonight. I think his kids are younger than my son, by the way, who's eight. <laughs> he yeah. said his kids just turned three. Oh, <laughs> I knew they were young. That's awesome. He that said, is awesome. Does shock therapy work? No, Derek. I think Derek, just... you have a tolerant wife. That's the <laughs> no reality kidding. of that. Yeah. Just keep coming with us on the pilgrimage trip. Just keep, yeah. you know, putting that salve on the wound and. You know, feeding that and, I, I and think, you'll be okay. I think Derek's dear wife is one of those wives <laughs> that doesn't really like us much. From afar, she's like, those guys again? I've owned six cars yeah. since my kids were born. My kids are three. I forgot that they were that young. <laughs> That's gosh. very funny. Yeah, exactly. Hilarious. And then Joseph S. is asking about blinding light bars on every single mm-hmm. pickup truck owner that is in Tennessee. He says, this is getting out of control where I live in Tennessee. We're seeing that a little bit, but not as much, not as prolific, I think, as you're seeing in Tennessee. And it's well, it's interesting to me the regional kinds of things that people pick up on and kind of do to their cars. I don't know that there's necessarily a trend other than you know Range Rovers, Cayennes, and Jeeps here in Park City. But <laughs> well, but you know what I mean. But but here's the thing: those light bars are the current go-to accessory if you either a really off-road or b want people to think you do. Yeah, and to the point that I have I have heard builders and heard guys that are really into that into that world talk about some people will mount them and they haven't even got them hooked up because they just like You're the look of them driving me. around in the Ugh. commute and I've got my big light bar and it's not even hooked up to anything yet. Now that is a travesty. So so here's the thing, I can understand if you're doing uh, hunting or nighttime rock crawling, they're useful. Otherwise, they're just an accessory that is just look at me, and there's not any purpose for it other than to blind those around you. It is the light equivalent of coal rolling. (laughs) I think you're right. I mean, yeah, if you have it on your Jeep and you know, okay, I'm going to be out towards dusk and night. Of course. We're out there camping by all means. But then if it's just an accessory just to say, look at me. It's become yuck. That. It's yuck. becoming one of those things that started as a usable reality and now is just a fashion sense. And they're blinding you. you know? Just you don't use them on the road or in the city. No, ever. No. So you have to be out there and having that active lifestyle to go use your light bar. Yeah. If you buy one, they're not that expensive. But yeah. You know, come on. Anyway, I, I, I thought put, that was an interesting. I'm going to put question. them on the Lotus, make a rally Lotus. I think you should put them on the back, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know, like go. just under the Be, wing. Beware of me. Surprise! Yes, make them make them red. Little stinger light back there. 
iSearing. Speaking of our cars, Edmund wrote in a great question on Facebook. Did you see this one? If we could make one modification to cur- our current sports cars, yeah. your Cayman, my Lotus, one modification, money, no object, what would it be? Hmm. I would say a Cobb tune for the Cayman because... Really? Well, that's pretty accessible. It, it is. And, you know, money, no object because I love the exhaust that's on there. I like the wheels. The brakes are strong. Transmission is the PDK. And... I don't want to do forced induction on that naturally aspirated car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why would I do that? And I'm thinking, I all right, it. let's extract more it. out of that flat six. And the goodness that I love about it, I hmm, mean, hmm. that just, it winds all the way and just that shove in the back, solid yeah, shove yeah. all the way to red line. I'd go a Cobb tune. I mean, okay. and yes, they're not that bad. It's kind of making me think, why don't I just go do that? Yeah, that sounds like that's going to happen. I'm going to give you two answers here. I know you said one, but I'm going to give you two answers, and here's why. The first one is my actual realistic modification that I'm, and it's not even really a mod, but I'll give you my first one. And then the second one is when you went money, no object, I went, wait a minute, here's what I would do, because it's a crazy oh, thing to do otherwise. But the, the, yeah, the, the realistic cool. one is this uh, sending it to somebody to go through the car front to back. And tighten and reset everything to factory spec. Just because just of because mileage it's, and age it's sixty thousand miles. Yeah. It's a two thousand six. Yeah. Look, I don't have any issues with it other than the fact. Well, I may have to replace the radiator, but just welcome to time and a Lotus. But but the point is, there's just stuff. Since it's a car that doesn't have sound deadening really and that kind of stuff, stuff rattles, stuff gets loose. I get it. That's the nature of the car. It's fine. But what if somebody went through it and just reset it all? Wouldn't that be cool? So that's that's the kind of more realistic one. But the less realistic, money no object one is this. Still my car. Okay. Not changing power, none of that. But they stopped selling them in the U.S. in 2011. But they've kept selling them everywhere else. Okay. I want the new current Lotus Elise interior in my car. Oh, that's great. Because the current Elise interior is almost the middle ground between what my Elise interior looks like and the current Evora. It's almost the middle ground of those two. Okay. And it's still going to be a light car. It's still going to be a raw car. There's exposed metal. None of that really goes away, but everything just got a little bit nicer and a little bit more modern. Nobody would ever do this retrofit, but I want the current brand new Elise interior in my 06. So that instrument panel, that instrument mm-hmm. binnacle, the ga- gauges, and all that kind of stuff. And it's subtle changes. They've changed some yeah, materials. Subtle, they, they've, they've tweaked the, the, uh, uh, the instrument panel. You know, everything's been tweaked and a little bit upgraded, but it hasn't become a luxury car by any means. And it's not as nice as the Evora, which the Evora competes with the Cayman all day long. It's not that nice, but it is an upgrade from where I am. I don't really want to think about what it would cost to do that retrofit, but if we're talking money, no object, I'd do that. Yeah, I, I like that. All right, well, there's uh, three of you, at least three of you, uh, between Facebook and Instagram asking me about the expedition. Jose P. is asking about the lift kit and the big tires, and then Pisa Life Bugs the light asking bar for too, the upgrade. But, yeah, yeah that, that's, you know, thinking about this light bar. Maybe you got to do a light bar now. Light bars everywhere. Exactly. You know, the, the retractable running boards, and you fold that I out. Like Surprise, that. light board. Light, light, light bars. Light bar. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. we got to have those. It's going to be the under lighting, but it only comes exactly. down when the running boards come down. This, is, this is genius. Yeah. Sears your eyeballs, gives you LASIK surgery on the fly while you're driving. And then also our friend Mike at Cam Automag, thank you for asking. And by the way, Mike is in for ditching the roof rack. I, I saw that. What do you think? I'm still liking the, hey, just cleaner look. Like I said, you could put Olympic jumping skis in your car. So you yeah. don't have a problem with, I need I need something on the roof. Plus the fact that the car is so big, do you it's want to huge. climb up and put anything on the roof anyway? Well, that kind of taught me a lesson after the ski season this year was yeah. – you're climbing. I can't reach the middle of the roof. Mm-hmm. I'm like clambering up and putting my foot on the door and you latch. Have, you and have the huge. Climbing you up. have the huge side rails, yeah. and you can stand there at the base of the seat, and you are not a small person, and you still can't reach the Six middle three. of the roof. Yes, I've got exactly. long arms. Exactly right. Anyway, so the updates are. I won't announce this yet, but earlier this week. Wheels and tires have been ordered. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And once they're on and once I've got them, you know, I'll I'll Instagram the photo and show everybody. But one thing at a time, Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking eventually do brakes and eventually the Bilsteins. But I'm not going big lifted truck, you know, big wheels and tires because it's not going to be a huge Moab off-road kind of thing. It's going to be a road vehicle is what it is. Moab, your expedition. Can you imagine? No, I can't. The stuff that we went straight up. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. No. Yeah. But this will be more the the road trip tow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reason I want stock wheels and tires or, or the stock size, mm-hmm. I will tease. I'm going down to 18s yeah, for, the, that, yeah. for the summer wheels and tires. Yeah. 
to a 10 ply tire and then i just i want to keep it stock because that you know the um spare underneath the back sure sure if sure. something goes wrong you know i want that spare to match everything mm-hmm. and I just want to kind of keep the same size. I want to kind of make it nicer eventually yeah. over time, yeah, yeah, yeah. but keep the stock look about it. Well, I'm going to come back to right after you got that car. And what's it's a 2012, right? 2012. It's only six years old. Yeah, but here's the thing. It is mostly ageless with the possible exception of the tech. But you bought it, mm-hmm. and you replaced your stereo, yeah. and you took the time, because it's you, you took the time to properly wire things so that you kept all your steering wheel controls. Yeah. But you have yeah. a modern Bluetooth navigation wireless stereo that is fantastic. And suddenly, it's like that one change, and it honestly feels like the car's a year old. It's interesting how it that It really happened. is fascinating yeah. how much tech changes that in cars, especially when you have a car like this that isn't going through revolutionary changes to begin with. So you make it kind of modern for tech, and you go, look what happened. A friend at the tire shop was teasing me. He said, put your money in the race car. I've seen million-dollar race cars being towed by the jalopy beat-up yeah. truck. And I said, you're right. I applaud yeah. them. But, you know, I'm into looks a little you bit. You still want gotta, it to be nice. If it I'm going to buy wheels, come on. Well, you're going to buy wheels either way. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you, it's going to be certified Paul-owned. That's what's, what's up there. there. Yeah, I'm still finding sure. pine needles from when it sat outside at my yeah. dad's place. Of course you are. Anyway, but, crazy. But nobody would know by walking up to it that it's had the life it's had. It looks really good. It'll get there. All right, what Dan- else? Daniel Marks, congratulations. You said you're flying to L.A. on – Actually, while you're listening to this podcast, you're flying to L.A. You're going to get your FRS. You're incredibly excited. I'm incredibly excited for you. I also want to do a shout-out to a kid named Micah who Chance just sold his BRZ to Micah. Right. And he he got so excited, he posted a comment on our uh, BRZ versus New 86 video because he'd seen it many times and didn't realize that that was the car he just bought until Chance told him. And this was a first-time driver. As I understand the story, yeah. you were there with Chance. Yeah. He and his mom came and met with Chance, and Micah didn't even have his license yet. Yeah. Mom drove the car away because it's going to be Micah's car. Exactly. And he's so this excited about having the car. car out of that video, which is really cool. So congrats to you as well. It's got provenance because it's in the video. I, I guess, yeah. I think that helps. No, he was very excited. All right, what else? Oh, I got uh, some questions about watches in here, which I, oh, good. I, I have to get there. Uh, I'm looking at a question from Alvaro. He is asking about, what do I think of Tissot watches? I like them in general. I think some of the new designs are a little busy, <laughs> but I like what they've done from a analog and digital combination in both, you know, in, in the watch. So both okay. tech in the same watch. So I, okay. I do like that. But I will say six brands that I like better are the Minus 8 brand. You're going to have to look these up, Alvaro. Hell Grey. Cobold with a K, K-O-B-O-L-D, Shine, S-I-N-N, Alpina, and Tudor. I will uh, put that on your Facebook page as uh, well so you, uh, I, so you know what these brands I are. I have heard of none of those. I like these better. They're, they're all very different flavors, but you'll, you'll understand when you see them. Uh, Paul has been um, uh, unceremoniously following many watch-related things on our Instagram. And now when I go on Instagram, <laughs> I have to scroll to find anything that relates to me at all. Watch face, watch face, watch face, watch face. Watch. There's a car. Getting there. Yeah, I, it's well, frightening. Yeah, I kind of went nuts a little bit, but hey. I'm going to go start marking, I don't know, random uh, fighter jets and... Do you know. fighter jets and, <laughs> yeah, do all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Scott Durrell asks a tough question. Our oh, friend yeah. Scott, he says, would we rather drive lemons, the lemons race, every year, kind of indefinitely, every year until we physically cannot drive anymore, or get to never, never get to do more than one, but get to do the Lama race once? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. I, mm, I the think real Lama race. Yes, is what you're talking have about. a chance to do the actual Lama race. One time and never do endurance racing again. Now, he, do, he doesn't say we can't ever get on track again. He's just saying no more endurance racing for you. You did lemons, I mean, Lama, and you're done. Or do lemons indefinitely. Scott, I'm, I'm going to give an, an addendum to this that allows me to answer it. Because if you had said there are other levels of racing, I think uh, AEM, American Endurance Series, or whatever, okay. AEM, but that, that is one of them. Uh, the, the level above lemons where the cars quit being $500 beat-down cars, but it's still amateur endurance racing. 
Are you talking like Chump Car, Lucky Dog, all those kinds of Lucky, things? See, Chump Car is still kind of lemons. It's still the beatdown stuff. So it is like Lucky Dog, and I think this – maybe it's AES. I think it's American Endurance Series or okay. something like that. Okay, I know Matt Fair is driving in it with Sam Smith and those guys, and they're, right. they're in a, an NC Miata. So when you, get to cars, when you get to cars that aren't beat down, but they're also not expensive and it's still amateur level, if we were talking that level, I would do that indefinitely and not do Le Mans. I really like lemons. But he's but called out lemons. Exactly. Here. I really like lemons, but the problem is that there is a limit on the cars and that kind of stuff. And at that point, I think I may lean the one time on Le Mans and then have a lot of nice track days. Oh, that's tough. It's really hard. It's hard to n- to say no to the opportunity to drive in the real race. Yes. It's Dri- hard to turn Drive slowly, down. be terrified, get past a lot. But it'd be fun. Fine. <laughs> but man, was that a box checked. Honestly, <laughs> I'm kind of with you. Yeah. As long as we get to do other track days. Other high he doesn't take out track events. days. He just says no more endurance racing. Dang it. That's, yeah. It's, it's hard to turn down the real thing. But, but the flip side of that would be you could say, you know what? I don't do endurance racing anymore. I did Le Mans. <laughs> you could do that. You could you could have a good excuse for the reason why you're now done. By the way, have you seen the light bar in my truck? Yeah, exactly. It's not even plugged in, but it looks cool, bolted to the side. Yeah. <laughs> There's a question on here on Instagram from Scatanatan. Scatanatan. Okay. He said his wife and he are planning a trip to London next year with their eight-year-old son. Oh, yeah, son. I saw this. Yeah. Do we know of any car-related things he could possibly do while he's there? They're going to be visiting some of her family in the Surrey area hitting all the typical tourist traps in London. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I've yeah, got a cool. few ideas to run past you. I'm going to miss – there's so many car events going on all year long in sure, England sure, sure. and you know, just outside of London. But to start with, there's rich people shrieking around Chelsea in their exotic cars, You know, all the rich folks from the Middle East who have tried mm-hmm. to escape the desert heat and they come to London the, to show off. The so, Chelsea tractors, as they call them? or, or the, Chelsea tractors are just the, you know, the gold-plated there's Veyrons the, that drive by. Essentially the roads all around Harrods. That are, that's exactly. where just all the car stand spotters in front of Harrods, exist. Yeah, exactly. You will have a car show and people <laughs> shrieking by and a whatever. Yeah. So there's that if you mm-hmm. want to start there. I did think of DK Engineering, which is to the northwest, and they are one of the world's premier Ferrari service and builder, mm. and they sell cars there. I mean, it's a car show in and of itself, DK Engineering. Donington Historic Festival, of course, the Goodwood Festival of Speed, Depends and on when the Goodwood they go, yeah. Revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Revival is in September, so go to goodwood.com. Ripley Castle has some stuff going on. There's a car fest north and south. That I saw, and then the Hampton Palace Conquerors in the late summer. So depending on when you go, there's always stuff going on. And like I said, I missed a ton of stuff. Everybody's going to say, you missed the thing. Yes. And I know I did, but just it got you thinking, I don't know what time of year you're going to be there, but everybody in the UK is just mad crazy about cars. There's always cool stuff going on. I think just standing in the middle of London, you'll see a car show. Just you'll be fine. I'll give you a couple of other oddballs. Okay, good. Keep in mind that both UK Top Gear with Chris Harris, LeBlanc, and Rory Reed, yeah, and Grand Tour are doing all of their audience sessions in England now. Yeah, right. When are you going? How much lead time? Will either of those shows be filming when you're there? Could you get tickets? This is not an easy ask. I know the tickets it's are hard to come idea. by. But you could theoretically go to either of those shows for filming. Now, I don't know if your kids can go. I don't know if they would tolerate it. Sometimes those filming days can be long. But it's something to look into for sure. And then I don't – I'm not going to get this right, but it's it's near Surrey. There's an old airfield. There's t- That's a great thing. There's tons of old airfields around that yeah, they've converted no into all kinds of car fun. But there's an old airfield that's been converted into the Mercedes Experience Center. And I want to say it's near Surrey. Good. And you can go there and you can not only get like the Mercedes Museum, but they've got like a test track and you can do ride-alongs and that kind of stuff. That'd be awesome. And I know that exists there. And then if you want to go a little farther afield, you know what you could do? Hmm. Rent a French, some sort of front hatchback, maybe one we don't get, maybe a French one, I don't know, and go out to Wales and just drive some roads. Oh, now just that's doing not, that would be that's cool. not a this is on the way. You are fully out of the way. <laughs> Drop the family in Surrey. Who knows? Bye bye. I'm just saying, maybe. <laughs> Did you hear the Top Gear 
test track is being turned into housing. It's going to be a suburb now. I'm talking about that forever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of interesting. But It'll uh, be like Donington Estates or something ridiculous. Something like that, yeah. yes. And and people who know will say, hey, this my driveway used to be the, you know, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's got provenance. People won't <laughs> no, care. It It'll be my driveway with weird <laughs> red and white painted on it. What's going on there? Exactly. Why is there a tire wall there? What's happening? Exactly. Did you see uh, Brian D.'s question? All right. Which automaker do you feel currently has the worst design language across the board, and which has the best? Ooh. Now, I, you, you may have different ideas than me, and you'll be able to be much more specific, but here were my first two answers. Okay. I think that Mazda is doing the best right now. Because They're I think if you peel the, the, the logos off of every single Mazda product from, think about the range of Mazda design as well. I mean, like the, the shapes that they're dealing with. From the Miata to the CX-9. The, this the is range the range of platforms and of sizes kinds and, of cars. Yeah. And yet, yeah. you can tell all of those cars are related. Yeah. And all of them, for what they are, look classy. Yeah. That's hard to do. From, I mean, think about Mazda 6, CX-3, CX-5, CX-9, Miata. All of these look good. Yeah. They all look classy. So I think Mazda Excellent. is killing it. Conversely, though I think the last year or so, there's been a slight uptick, but this is a that's not really a, 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 anything but a quasi-insult still. <laughs> it's a What's going move. on at Nissan? Thank you very much. Because you. take the Nissan product line and park the GTR next to the Juke, next oh. to the Maxima. Yeah. What's happening? What What's going on? And why, first off, the they don't, they don't, exactly. First off, they don't look related to each other, really. They're trying to do that big chrome V and claim that this is their thing, but that hasn't helped anybody. That, that made the GTR look worse. Agreed. So I just, Agreed. I don't, and then you've got the Z car, which is floundering over here and now looks like nothing else in the lineup. Nothing else lineup looks like the Z car. Yeah. So it doesn't match and they've lost their way. I am in complete agreement. I would add a few things from Kia as a, a great styling standpoint, the mm-hmm. Stinger being one, mm-hmm. and then the direction Hyundai is going, and of course Genesis, the, mm-hmm. the carve-out brand, where they're going is quite excellent, actually, yeah, from yeah, a yeah. here is the styling that matches the market segment and matches mm-hmm. what the car's price is. I really like what they're doing, so you've, you've got that good feeling. This is going to sound strange, but I love the design language from Range Rover. I love what they're doing as far as the design. Now, okay. they're not All for right. everybody, right. but that uniform, they stand out, and you know what it is. You do not mistake that car for anything else. Well, they look related, but yet you can d- define the models, too. And the sizes from, yeah, the autobiography, huge... You know, rangy all the way to the yeah. Velar, everything they're doing, so much so that I think Lincoln has a car crush, man crush, whatever you want to call it, on <laughs> Range Rover. Lincoln's trying to be Range Rover. Interesting. They are. Interesting. With the aviator point. and all these little details, and you think, yeah. where have I seen that before? I know Range Rover. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Because they're so buttoned down, they're so precise. <laughs> the Lincoln mood boards for designers are just pictures of Range Rovers. <laughs> exactly. They've got a crush on Range Rovers. I know That's they do. Funny. I like that. They're trying to define something else, and not sure it's working quite yet, but I think they'll get there. Hopefully, they'll get there. Uh, ben G on Twitter said, uh, "Brand new Focus STs for eighteen grand. Should I be on the way to the dealer? If you're talking about a brand new Focus ST, you can get for eighteen grand. I think that is a compelling story." Agreed. Really compelling story, and it's of course because the platform's ending, and Ford's going to all but give them away. But it's going to have a warranty. And you got it for eighteen grand. I mean, mm. eighteen grand right now. Honestly, those are the nice used Fiesta STs. So, yeah. getting a brand new Focus ST for eighteen grand—that is very tempting. I have to say. It's a question from Peter R on Facebook, asking about the recent trend of indicators moving with the direction of the car turning instead of flashing, instead of blinking. Yeah. Said, "I'm looking at you, Audi." It's the Ford Mustang effect. Well, yeah. <laughs> In the marketing brief, the marketing folks were pretty proud of themselves writing all about the turn signal, the sequential turn signal brought back in the Mustang. It was gushing a little bit too long, and I agree on that. I'm going to say, especially Audi, I like it, and I'm interested in it, and here's why. Peter, you noticed it. 
Mm. It caught your eye. It's not just a flashing whatever and sure. just like everything else. Sure. It does something and it caught your eye and it made you pay attention mm-hmm. more so than you were before. It's like Southwest Airlines here in the United States when they're okay. doing their, you know, hey, we're doing our safety briefing. Uh-huh. And and then you catch something and you think, did, did they just say that? Yeah, they go off script and something weird. You know, they yeah. say something like, you know thank you for flying with us. Please sit back and relax or sit forward and be tense. We don't really care. Yeah. We're going to come by, throw some peanuts at you, and before you know it, we'll be at Chicago Midway Airport. And, yeah. and you think, wait, what? There but was, the point is you paid attention to yes, the safety briefing because you heard you're something never weird and to. funny. Well, and that's the other thing. I, don't, I think you were on the flight with me. There was a flight I was on where uh, one of the female flight attendants did the voiceover, if you will. Okay, <laughs> she, did a, she did the call out. Right. But there was this kind of tubby guy <laughs> that did the demonstration. And he yeah. turned it into, I mean, like using the walls and stuff, turned it into this seductive thing. And everybody was paying attention. And everybody watched every moment. Now, when's the last <laughs> time you were on a plane that anybody watched the safety briefing? Right, right. And he did the entire thing so ridiculous and everybody watched. So, yeah, it is interesting. I've actually noticed, and I think it's, it's I still find it weird, though I understand the logic. These cars that, and Audi's a great example, the daytime running light on that side goes out while the blinker's on. Uh-huh. And then when the blinker stops, the yeah. daytime running light comes back. I understand Same thing why. On the Jeep. That yeah, happens. It, it is on your Jeep, too. I understand why. I just find it really interesting that that is the extra layer of it. I think, okay, maybe the the lights are the same brightness and they're trying to compete, but yeah, for sure. you notice it. Makes it, it more noticeable. Absolutely true. Absolutely and true. so the yep. Audi, it's, wow, that's different. And then you're mm-hmm. staring at the light realizing, okay, I'm noticing and I'm paying more attention. I'm, mm. you know, put my phone down, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for all the questions. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to all of you who are writing in with your own debates. Like I said, please write to us and go to the website. Make sure you look up the Pilgrimage 2018 tour coming at yeah, you in August. Yeah, very cool. And also Amazon Prime carries both television seasons one and two now, Amazon Prime. So if you've missed those, please We welcome go there. your viewing and we welcome your ratings. Thank you to so many of you that have done ratings and yeah. written up some really nice reviews. It's, it's humbling and encouraging. So thank you very much. Guys, really appreciate it. Looking forward to next time. Cheers. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you will certainly send any text about your supervisor to your supervisor. What's with Janet's bangs? Did she lose a bet with a weed whacker? <laughs> LOL. And sent. Wait, no, 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 no. Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Janet, I think my phone was hacked or something. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.